You see? When God, when God is moving, he tells people that he's moving. And the reason he tells people that he's moving is that he's intending to give them the opportunity of partnership. Praise God. What does he's intending to give them? The opportunity of partnership. When, when you are aware of a move of God, it's opportunity for partnership. Opportunity. The question now is, how do you want to seize the opportunity? Praise God. Huh? How do you want to what? This is the opportunity. The challenge many of us have is that when God is moving, we interpret it differently. Huh? Some of you interpret it simply as church, ministry. You don't interpret it accurately. But there is a move of God happening around you, and the reason you are aware of it is that. God is giving you an opportunity. So the question is, how well are you going to grasp the opportunity? And you know, this happened in Jesus' time in the Bible days where he was moving and, um, and um, somebody actually told Jesus that I want to go bury my my father, do you know somebody made that statement to Jesus Christ? Somebody looked at Jesus in the eyes and told him that I want to go bury my, my father. Why? Because he saw Jesus as another man. Are we together? Another man. Another ministry. Or another rabbi. Just another rabbi. Let me ask you a question. Lyle, stand up. I want to ask you a question. If you saw, if God came to your house in, 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 a, in a visible form and you had no doubt it was God and he visited you and your wife in the room and you guys had no doubt that it's God and God says, Sons, I have to do something in Kaduna. And I want you guys to join me. Like you have no, no dot of doubt that it is God. And he comes in his glory and says, I want you guys to join me. What will you do? Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Sit down. Gabriel, you and Loretta, get up. Now, just, just think about it. The same question. God comes to your room with, with some angels. You have absolutely no doubt that it's God. And God says, son, the most important thing to me right now is to get something done anywhere, UK, US, Colombia, and I want you guys to come with me. What would you tell Jesus? Huh? Loretta, what would you? All right, sit down. 
Now, that God needs you to join him on a particular assignment is definite. God does want every one of us to be on board on an assignment. Are you listening to me? But the chances that God will ever come to you that way, the chances are very close to zero. But guess what? He has already come. Yeah. Has already come. I tell you the truth. The way you would have responded if he came physically is the way you should respond now. If your kingdom engagements do not have the force that you think it will have if you physically saw the Lord, if it doesn't have the force right now, not physically seeing the Lord, you are in serious error and you are deceived. Yeah. I tell you the truth. That request, that scenario I just painted about God requesting that he wants to do something and needs you, that request has been made already. But it will almost never happen in that format. Praise God. And so just like that man that told Jesus I have burial, if the Lord had appeared to him in a, in a very glorious form, he wouldn't have told the Lord that he has burial. But because he saw Jesus as another rabbi, and that's why he took it for granted. So for you, this might just be glory center. It's another ministry. You get the point? It's, an, it's another church. You can as well go to another one when this one's trouble is too much. You get the point? So a lot of us are not as responsive as the Lord will have us respond. Our response, the, ten, the, the energy in our response should make people sure that we had that visitation I was talking about. Your response, people should be sure that you had that visitation. Now, the question is, the way you're doing life, the way you're doing the kingdom work, are people sure you've had a visitation? Like, are you, are you, are you convicting enough with how you, you, you respond to the kingdom? Are you together with me? And so, that is very important. Are we together, friends? Woe unto them that are what? At ease in Zion. I tell you the truth. There is a common sickness. The body of Christ, it is being at ease. There is an attack of convenience. There is an attack. The name of that attack is, is living after your what? Convenience. But you see, the, master of the, the matter of the king will always require what? Haste. There's an attitude. Are we together now? There's an attitude. 
My, if Jesus appeared to you and told you that I needed you to go somewhere, would you go? Yeah. He has already appeared to you. Everything Lulu tells you to do, it was Jesus that appeared to you. That's exactly how it is. That's what I'm trying to say. That the chances of having him appear to you that way is close to zero. But in his mind, he has appeared to you. You know the guys he was talking to the other time? I was talking to some guys. And this looks like in the resurrection. The guys who said they know him and he, re- he said he doesn't know them. And he told them that when I was hungry, you did not what? I need your response, please. You did not what? And when I was in the prison, what happened? You didn't visit me. And when I was without cloth, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't cloth me, right? And what did the guys respond? When? We didn't see you. So question, my, if Jesus appeared to you and said that he needed food, would you give him? Yeah. If Jesus told you he needed a cloth, would you give him? He already did. When, when your brother was without food, that was Jesus. And he's going to take it personal with you. Yeah. He's going to take it personal with you. And, and he's not going to take for an excuse that I didn't see you. The chances of you seeing him are as close to zero. But that he didn't make that request is not true. He made that request when when your brother made that request are we together now yes, so he said he said you didn't clothe me so you have to be very you have to relate with your you have to relate with with kingdom people as if you are relating with god himself because actually you are Now, 90% of us don't have this mindset. If not, 99% of us don't have this mindset. We think that if I, get, if I get an encounter, I would align myself. If I just saw Jesus, I would align myself. But you would most likely not see him. But he will say you saw him. And the reason he will say that is that he's going to bring representatives of him to you. Are you with me? You might never see a vision of a move of God. And, um, but in the eye of God, the heart of God, a move is already happening and you're already behaving the way you're behaving. And what you're doing is that God will ask you, when I moved and was doing stuff in your city, did you join me? And I'll ask you, how did you join me? Did you join me at your convenience. If God told you that he's going to meet you by five o'clock somewhere physically, would, would you come late because you have to iron your cloth? Would you get there half past five? When will you get there? 
let me tell you something. What I'm saying right now has absolutely nothing to do with, um, I'm not rebuking you. Like, there's nothing done that deserves rebuke. I'm just, it's just my introduction to my teaching. I'm not like rebuking you. Maybe you guys came late for service. No, nothing like that. I'm just telling us that some of our attitudes would, we would have a reward of shame when we are face to face with him. And, and I don't want that. I want God to be, I want God to, I want God to, to say thank you. Not because I want to thank you for myself, but he's deserving of being served rightly. He deserves that I serve him rightly. You get the point now. And I'm never going to take God for granted. And I'm never going to act like God is not here. If you act like God is not here, it's proof that he's not alive in you. If you act like God is not obvious, if you act like God is not, if you, if you act like God is not, is not inside your pastor, you know, some of you receive the words of your pastor as, as a mere counsel, right? If you act that way, it is proof that God is not alive in you. And don't forget, I said this sometimes back. That every time, and I'm going to shut it down now so that I don't destroy your mood. <laughs> every time, every single time, and it's, it's a pattern in scripture. Every single time, when God wants to measure the, our relationship with him, he has always used our relationship with men every time. That it passes for doctrine. Every time. I just mentioned one of people who he said made him hungry. Praise God. Yeah. Do you know that in the book of Malachi, God called some people thieves? If you had an experience... And God gave you something and says, don't touch it. Are you ever going to touch it? Huh? Never. If God came visited you with angels and gave you something and said, keep it, I'm coming back later for it. Are you ever going to try to touch it? No. God gave you something and says, go give this person. If God appeared to you and gave you something and said, it's for is for Pastor Zach. Are you going to ever touch it? You won't even want to open it. Right? But how come, in the book of Malachi, he called them thieves, right? And he said they didn't bring their tithes to the house of God, right? Now, if it was the Lord who visited them and gave them that substance, you know they would take it. But they were engaging the the sanctuary and the priesthood as if it's not God. And then when God appeared and told his side of the story, he called them thieves and robbers. And it was based on their engagement with the physical temple and priests and Levites. 
Are you getting my point now? And God says, you guys are thieves. And they would have, they would have wondered, God, why don't you give us anything? So we see that he, he, he accurately saw their, their interactions with the sanctuary and the, and, the, and the Levites and the priesthood. It was the same as their interaction with him. And the scripture I just quoted when he said, when I was hungry, you did not feed me and all of that. And also when he said, how can you love a God that you cannot see, whereas you love a brother that what you can see. So we see that it's consistent in scripture. For the Lord to use human elements to judge us and to say this is who you are to me. Are we together now? So we need a revival and a spiritual understanding on how we relate with the human elements of divine realities. All divine realities have human elements. And sometimes you think they are separate, but they are one. You get my point now? And so we need a revival that the advice of my pastors and my spiritual leaders, I should see it as the Lord talking to me, right? Yeah. Says, there's an issue with one person, go to him and talk to him. If he doesn't listen, what do you do? Take two people. If he doesn't listen, eldership. If he doesn't listen, treat him as an elder, as an infidel, or as an heathen. Don't ask God to visit him. Don't ask God to, to give him an encounter. That if he would not respond to men, then he won't respond to me. So it means that men are encounters from God. A man is an encounter. Tell you the truth. Men are encounters. Treat men as encounters. Don't, don't treat men with, with levity. If there is anything that one of the few little, little things God has taught me as a child, as a gift, one of the gifts of wisdom I have is how to treat men. Men are not men. Men are encounters from God. If God would never visit you, but give his men to you, is as well as he visiting you. And I've taught you this over and over again, but you know, let me tell you something. That, that the most common meal in the house the most common meal in the house is usually, is usually the most ignored meal. Have you noticed that? That's why you go to churches and the members don't look like what their pastors teach. It's almost always like that. If, if care is not taken, you're like, ah, are you from that pastor? And I like your pastor, but the members. Have you actually that you like their pastor, but you don't like their members? It's easy to take for granted the most common meal in a house. In fact, it can even be what the members don't like and say, ah, this church. And then if a newcomer comes and like, wow. 
I'm like, what happened? I mean, wisdom. It's just it's not wisdom, it's just normal social studies. I'm telling you the truth. If you're not careful, the most common meal in the house is usually. As people visited you and what you guys eat every day, the person comes and is like, ah, what? When we go to a kitty and we ask for pounded yam, it's as if we are doing wedding, as if we are doing birthday. But the guys in the kitty, you see, in the kitty, they eat pounded yam and okra soup. What kind of insult is that? Yeah, they eat pounded yam and okra soup. You know, in Lagos, when you see pounded yam, you are sure of a great soup. You see, the thought of pounded yam assures you that there is, you can't, we, you plan for pounded yam. You can't eat pounded yam and the soup is bad. It's never happened. If there is pounded yam, you don't ask what soup. The soup is fantastic because pounded yam is a big deal. But in a kitty, they eat pounded yam and okra. So just, just the way just the way you ask in Lagos, and they say eba. I say Emma you know. You get the point. The most common meal is usually the most ignored and, and the most dishonored meal. Men are your encounters from God. You treat men as encounters, then you have a deposit of divine nature. Five years, four years. There's no man that you treat as an, as an encounter that the man will not enter inside you. Yeah. Yeah. The man will, after a while, enter inside. His spirit will enter inside you. When I meet anybody, I just want to find, I just want to find out who is his encounter. If I know his encounter, I know he's fine. If I meet somebody who, is in, who isn't treating a man as an encounter, I know he would only do well. He can't can be spectacular. The way them bishop and Oedipo do themselves, uh, Oedipo and Adebo do themselves. They got born again very, very close at this close point. Amen. Don't forget that Oedipo is a Jew, that Adebo is not a Jew. Jew in the sense of founder of a church, that's what I mean. But, but he knows that was the encounter that God sent to him, treated him that way. I see the I see the holiness of the relationship. Are we together now? Yes, sir. <laughs> Is it me making you look best? Like all of you are just looking best. <laughs> I have put a smile on your face, no matter condition. <laughs> Amen. So I tell you the truth. God is moving. You have to respond that way. If you don't respond that way, after a while, he will phase you out. Yeah. I tell you. I tell you, friends. He's moving. He's moving. He's moving. He's, he's very 
His laws are a bit different from our laws. Yeah. His laws, his ways. A bit different. They are complicated from without. But simple when you step in. Yeah. His, his, his laws are a bit different. Yeah. But you can learn it. Are you with me, friends? You can learn it. You can learn his ways. In his ways. So, so when he's when he's moving, you join him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there is a way to join him. How do you join him? How? Who wants to tell me how to join him? Huh? Huh? Why are you murmuring? Because the moment last day end well. How do you join him? Huh? I can't hear you. He has not given you the spirit of fear. Yeah. Say what? You join with everything. You know he's told us how to love him. You know he's told us how to love him. He's the one who, who, who's commanded the love. And, and you see, God doesn't just give you a command. He gives you the detail of the command. There is a how he wants you to love him. He says, love the Lord your God, how? Tell you. There, now, there is no other option that will still qualify as love. Are we together here? Yes, sir. So, you don't, you, you see, you don't, you, you give to God what was commanded. Praise God. If God says, give me 200, if you give God 198, you did not try. It's not because he's crazy about the remaining two. And it's not because he wants 200. He wants your respect. So 198 is not past mark. It is that, well, you're not afraid to disrespect him. You get the point. So the point is not like he wants the 200. The point is that he's worthy of your obedience. That's, that's the point we are dragging. He's not, he's not trying to, he's not looking for whether you tried or not. Because he could have as well asked you for 10 instead of 200. So for him, 200 is not plenty. 10 is not small. Whatever he asks, what's on the table is your obedience. Not on the on how big or small it what is. So, you are judging that he said 200. Now, no, 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 it's the obedience. He doesn't, 200 is not plenty for him. 10 is not small also. You get the point now? I'm having a lot of muzzle pulls everywhere. I don't know why. I was about dropping the mic when I first came up. My leg, I said, what is that? I want fan. Acts chapter 1. So this, um, okay, let me round off what I have been saying then. Open to Acts chapter 1. So there is a move. You get my point now. There is a move. Join it completely. Amen. Amen. I said join it completely. You know, for example, when we're talking about purchasing this place, you know it's a move. Yes. Huh? Now do you know that without you, it will be purchased. Yes. 
Do you know that announcement that was made is not to look for the money? It's to give you an opportunity. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's not a strategy on getting the money. It's to get you involved. And of course, there's a blessing attached to that. And you know he's watching. Listen, if there's, if there's something God is consistently watching in your life, is your, is, you see, let them do praise worship, whether you like raise your hand or not. That's your business. But according to scripture, one thing we saw Jesus watching is offering time. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the Bible. The Bible says when they were going to give their offering, he was watching. That was how he knew. And how, what kind of watch is that? That he knew the amount everybody was giving. And then that was when he found out what the widow gave. And the Bible told us he was watching. You get the point now? Huh? He was watching. Is that the scripture? The Bible clearly told us that Jesus Christ was watching. Give me the scripture. He was watching. So, if you think that the time of offering is just one of the times of the... So, it means that You know, the church has gone so long in, in not teaching the Bible what the way it is, especially in some areas that are very controversial, you understand? Areas where demons have sat. You know, there are some areas that are important to demons. And um, demons will release shame. In those areas, and so pastors will try not to preach those areas so they will not look like um, a lot of pastors now are afraid to talk about uh, money. Whereas, if you read the Bible very well, Jesus almost always talked about money. Two things Jesus always talked about money and business. Yeah, anytime you read the Bible and say, If so, I went to so, don't just say, It's so I went to so, it's so I went to so. That's a business. Because you are reading it with uh, the mind that just farmer, just a backyard farmer. No, that's business. <laughs> Almost all this, when you hear him talk about uh, sowing, uh, farm, talk about um, leaven, all those things are business that he always, he always spoke about. And then he told us why he always would do that. And his reason is that if you are unfaithful, Amen. With what? Huh? Unfaithful with mama, right? Huh? It says, who shall then give you what? Who shall commit the true riches of the kingdom? That's why. So, sometimes, the possibility of accessing the realms of God's kingdom is not even hinged on your prayer life. As important as prayer is, prayer is, is, in, is hinged on how you spend your money. That sometimes if you can just do analysis of your debit and credit alert, you can know whether you are breaking into the realms of glory. Ah, I tell you the truth. Because they, 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 are the, they are the receipts of the temperature of your heart. Yeah. This is where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. What's treasure? Money. Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So your money is going in the direction of your heart. So, when you are praying to God, God, I want to know you, I want to see you, God will ask them to check your back a lot. 
By the time they see where your money is going, they know you don't want to see him. Because your money is not going to him. So how do you want to see him? You just want to see a movie. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Your, your, your money is going direction. Your money is the greatest revealer of your heart. Money reveals your heart. That's why he can't bless you. You didn't hear what P.K. said. P.K. said people are saying the, the treasure of the Gentiles. The treasure of the Gentiles. He says, he says, when the money comes to the church and the church is spending it on what the Gentiles are spending on, is it still not the money of the Gentiles? So we convert the treasure of the Gentiles to the church. But the church he wants to convert it to are also spending it on what the Gentiles spend it on. So you think God does not have sense. Who is it? Is it not still Gentile money? I want to see you, I want to see you, I want to see you, I want to know the kingdom, I want to, he just, he will just call GTV to send the, to send your statement of account, and GTV will send it, it's God, they have to respect him, he'll send it, because this guy just want to see a movie, are we together here? Jesus sat opposite the treasury, you see it? He just sat opposite the treasury. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth, friends. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying to you. I will not. I will not tell you a lie. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. That's why from day one he's been dragging your offerings with you till he stopped. Since the day you gave your life to Christ, that was the first battle. When you come to church, offering time, you will now be checking. The spirit will now be judging you. You have a bogey. You just (laughs) let God win. Don't win God. Are you with me, friends? I don't even know whether it's this sweater that we. I'm just. I'm even. I said, let me look like a serious person. I'm I'm so tired. My leg and my hands are hurting. The mic feels heavy. It's heavy, Abby. It's a lie. <laughs> are we together, friends? You see, where is he sitting? Opposite the treasury. And saw how the people put money into the treasury. He saw how they put money. I tell you, I tell you, Jesus checks how you do things. Are you with me? I tell you the truth. How do you come to church? How? How? The service is 6 o'clock. By 6 o'clock, you start having your bath. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. He's checking it. How does this guy come to church? Your pastor says he wants to see you 5 o'clock. You, you get set to go and see him. Five o'clock is when you start preparing to go and see him. He checks how you do things. I tell you the truth. He checks how. It's anything you won't do well, don't do it at all. For the kingdom. The kingdom has standard. I tell you the truth. Cain also brought an offering. It's not like he didn't bring Cain also brought an offering. Bringing an offering is not enough. How did you bring it? 
He says, and the Lord rejected Cain. Then his offering. He rejected his heart. It was a heart issue. Are we together now? Yes, sir. I've not even made it. I've not even started. It will work. Don't worry. But I prefer the quality of the production of this. Let me try that one. But this one produces better. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get my point now? And saw how the people put money into the treasury and many who were rich put in much. He agreed that they put plenty. Many who were rich. Many. Many. Many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites which make a quadrance. Are you together with me? Praise God. Just two and just go close and just threw it. I have to believe the Bible the way the Bible says it. The person that put put, why did he change it to true? Is it best I don't know English? He says the rich people put in. He says the woman true and one. Praise God. And then he called the disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, now listen, no. many, praise God. Somebody say many. many. He says many who were rich put in much. So you can imagine the amount of time that was used to collect that offering and how Jesus stayed and was looking at it. He kept looking, looking, looking. He was not tired of looking at everybody's. Are you with me? He's watching you. I tell you the truth. He's watching you. Just watching you. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. If he did this, he's still doing it. He's checking. Surely I say to you that this, this widow, he now called his disciples to himself. I say to you that this widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. It means that he's checking how you are giving, not just what you are giving. They give much. Are you together with me? He says, this woman has given more. So what's God calculating? He's calculating heart. He's not calculating money. Are you together with me? Now, if they want to do the math and check the sponsor, the people who are heavy givers in that church, the pastor will not count that woman. And that's why I was announcing on Sunday when I was talking about the giving we are going to do for the next 12 months. I said, if I did not call your 10,000, you know you cannot do that one. You are better go and look for the one you can do and do it as unto the Lord because the way God counts is different. Praise God. Imagine many who were rich and put in much were not counted. What about those who are now rich and are still putting in little? You see that there is a cane on your head. <laughs> I tell you the truth though. He said, let every man give as he has proposed in his heart. But in that same scripture, he said, as much as God has blessed him. So your giving must reflect your blessing. Are you together with me? Yes, sir. Some of us, our giving do not even 
reflect our blessing. Our giving, it prophesies of our blessing. So I'm not giving as blessed as I am. I'm giving as blessed as I want to be. Yeah. That's how I give. And that's what we see in the church. The Bible says they give even more than they were able. That's one of the churches in the scripture. It says more than they could give. But these things will not make sense to you if you are not in the kingdom. You just think they are talking about money. They are not talking about money. They are talking about your heart. Your heart that has become so local that it is governed by money. Yeah. What giving time is deliverance time to deliver you from the bondage of money. Are we together now? It deliver you. If you get delivered, you are free. I tell you the truth. If you get delivered, then you can receive. Then you can be blessed. So there is there is a way. Now you know my vision for this Saturday meetings, for example. I'm not just see when I call Saturday Bible, when I call Saturday church, we're not just doing Saturdays, we're not just see it's a curse to do God's things anyhow. It's a curse. It's not, I'm not, it's not my portion. Is that we're going to have a Saturday church and this church will we fill it with brand new souls. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. That will fill it with brand new souls. And God will be, do you think God will not be happy that you labor to get people here? You understand? You get my point now? That will fill it with brand new souls. Then God knows that we are deserving of harvest. Fill it with brand new souls. I have, I have never tipped, I have never in my life tipped a casual person in my life. Because it's, I have the same anger or the same irritation God feels. You know, what's happening? I have the same irritation God feels. Casual people. Today I tipped one man. My wife, my wife and I went somewhere. And I tipped one man. And she knows why I tipped him. I told her, I said, Shuri, the guy was, the guy was alert. You get the point? The, the gate man was alert. Some gate men, it is while you are owning, they will see the car coming. They will, they will see. In fact, you will, be, you will think maybe you are the gate man. Maybe you borrowed his car and you have come to drop it for him. I didn't tell you. The guy will sit down, he will cross his leg. Then you, he will not wait. He will not own like three times. He will not stand up. When I come and meet you, I say, who are you? You say, you use your nose mask. <laughs> I've never, I've never. I've never. Because I know God does not. He says, he says let the dead bury their dead. And you say, ah, not, this guy is not, this guy is not him. He's not so have sympathy. Ah, let the dead bury their dead. Okay, what about the people whose soul are dying? about those going to hell. It's because of where you are. It's how you see. Do you understand? You say, ah, ah, let the dead, this man does not have human feelings, so ah, let the dead bury their dead. But it's because of where you are. You say, ah, he gave all the money to church. He gave all the, it's because of where you are. You are not seeing. You are not seeing things. And that we must not create we must not create a kingdom of God. We must not set up the kingdom of God like the kingdom of the world. Are you with me? 
go and check their own budget. They have no plan for what God is doing. Are you with me? Those, they have no plan. Go and check Nigerian budget. There's no, more, there's no, there's nothing for missionaries there. Did you see anything for missionaries in Nigerian budget? Have you ever seen it? <laughs> or to, 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 um, I'm hearing some sound that is just irritating me. There, there is, there is no plan for the, for the district. Give me the order, my please. Are we together here? Nothing for missionaries. Praise God. Do they even know that Pastor Zach wants to plant some churches uh, this year and this year and say, let's give Pastor Zach or two billion? They don't have plans. Praise God. Or that Pastor Zach needs, some, needs like a SUV to be taken for his traveling trips. They don't care about that. You get the point now? Because that's not, and they're accurate. Are you with me? But we now, we are, we are not as committed as they are. As committed as they are. You get my point now? I think you get me. Acts chapter 1. We have like some minutes remaining. Acts chapter 1. So today I want to talk to you about preparing for a new day. Is it a funny? Is it a funny subject? Is it a funny topic? Oh, you are no more interested. <laughs> eh? Preparing for a new day. How do you prepare for a new day? Praise God. I want to talk to you about preparing for a new day. You have to know how to prepare for a new day or for a new season. Praise God. Because life is in seasons, right? In seasons. Life is in seasons. There was a Jesus from zero to twelve, right? Yeah. That one was very submitted to his parents, right? Yes, sir. And full of and uh, um, f- very inquisitive. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Very inquisitive. We saw that Jesus, 0 to 12. That was his season. And then we saw that he understood his season. At least we saw one particular um, story that made us know that we, he understood his season. Because it was a time where he was making friends with people, with people that his colleagues were not making friends with. You know, that statement when Jesus said that, I will not, won't I be off to my father's business? He was just how old? 12 years old. Right? 12 year old boy. And at that point, at that age, his mates were playing ball, right? Yes, sir. Playing ball, playing game, doing stuff. But how does an 12 is adolescent, I mean? Yeah? yeah. How does an adolescent love Pharisees? And Sadducees. How does adolescent love Bible teachers? Adolesc- even adults don't love Bible teachers. <laughs> even adults don't love Bible teachers. Some people, sorrow enters their heart when they go to church 
And then the time for preaching starts. They just feel sorrowful. The service, the service, they feel sad. Amen. Some old, some, there are some old people who don't like Bible teachers. Old people, they still want to dance. I'm telling you the truth. There are some old people who still want to dance. Ah, that, that church is lively. Ah, church is lively, girl. Lively, girl. Ah, lively. Me got a, me got a feeling. Me got a monkey one church. Me got a, yeah, lively girl. And that's why they are not winning. That's why they are not winning. When, when you cry for three hours out of 24 hours, you are in crisis. When out of, out of 24 hours you are crying for 10 hours in your life, it's not just physical tears. When you are in a state of crying, there is something not working inside your heart because you are meant to be a victor. Listen, if you are not dominating life, there's some, something is wrong. This thing we are preaching, you should, I'm not saying you don't have problem, but you should be a, 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 a dominion. I mean, what are they calling it? A dominator. <laughs> eh? A what? A dominator. Ah. <laughs> and she said it nice. What's the noun for dominion? Hmm? Hmm? Gabriel, is there anyone? Eh? Okay. I tell you the truth, friends. Fumi, <laughs> you did not find the right person. I tell you this. You need to trust God. You need to trust God. This is just. Uh, this is the good will. It's not the perfect will. <laughs> are, are you with me? I'm telling you. I can't understand why you are not in dominion. There's no reason. There's no reason why you're not in dominion. I don't care. I don't care what you have or what you don't have. I'm telling you. There is nothing you are appreciating in. You see, whatever reason why you think somebody else is happy. When you, when you, see, some, when you see some people happy and rejoicing, say it's because he has this. I'm telling you, many of them were happy when they didn't have it. Ah. I'm telling you the truth. I've, I've been happy. You know this one? I've, I've been happy since 16 years old. I'm telling you the truth. It's, happiness is the theme of my life. You know why? Listen, it is. The, are we, are we joking here? This stuff, you think it's just uh, this stuff, this thing. When you are living in this thing, you will dominate. Yeah. And if you are not living in this thing, it, will not be, it cannot be well with you. Tell you the truth. No matter the amount you have, it can never be well with you without this thing. That the Jew lost his son. He's still encouraging people the, some hours after that. He's still encouraging millions. You, you have lost nothing. It's your heart you have lost. I'm telling you, the man lost his son. He and his wife still preached. You, know, you, you think they are fluking it. The man released his statement. The man said that. That God gives us many good things. That is a privilege that God can even give you anything. He said, God can give you something. It's a privilege. He says, God that gives us money. He said, God gives us wife. He said, God gives us children. He says, it's a privilege. And he says, if God, what he gives you, he wants to take it. He says, who are you to say, why did he take it? Are you not? He says, and, non, and also, did he not tell us to always thank him? 
He said, are we not going to thank him for that he, that he counted us worthy to give us things? And in my head, I told people not to come and visit him. Paul wrote a letter. Paul wrote a letter to the Thessalonians. I told them they should not mourn the way the world mourns. Do you know what this scripture is? Do you know what this scripture is? It says we don't mourn the way the world mourns. The man preached. He did his service. He preached. He preached preached twice. You, You have not lost anything. You have not lost anything. You can't do the word of God. You are still stammering about it. You have not lost anything. You have not lost anything. So you should, you should have, you should, you should have dominion. You should dominate. And don't think if you are not dominating, don't think it's because you don't have something. Praise God. Have like 15 to 20 minutes. Life is in seasons, right? Yes, sir. Seasons. So you need to understand your season. Because you see, seasons unlock seasons. Yeah. Your faithfulness, your accuracy in a season will determine your next season. I remember when I was in the university and I was leading a huge revival in the university not just not just in my university in in other places I was leading revivals and the Lord told me I'm not doing ministry he said he's training me to teach me how to do how to do ministry that it was a season that I had to be faithful in for another season to what to, to open up do you know that even what, what, we have, what we have right now is a brand new season? Our first five years was a season. Now we are in another season of harvest. Are you with me? It was not like this before. Yeah, it was not like this before. It looked like yesterday when we were in the house, the parlor of um, the Esiobus. It looked like yesterday. We are in the parlor, doing Bible study in the parlor. But guess what? The attitude that we had in the parlor is the attitude we have now and we have later. Because we are dominating. Dominate every time. Several times when my wife and I are going to going to church, we will nearly fall fall down on bike. Because I'll be tickling now on the on the bike. The bike man will say, What was all this? What? Yeah. And guess what? I was doing it intentionally because the Lord asked me to rejoice. Yeah. You need to understand your season and cooperate with your season. Because your season, that's why anybody who is, who is in sorrow is not in sorrow because of his problem. He's in his sorrow because of lack of understanding. Yeah. Because others in that same challenge have joy in it. Because they have an understanding. So, it is imperative, you see, when I come to you and ask you, what season are you in? You should know your season. And I ask you, what does your season demand of you? You should be able to tell me what your season demand of you. When you know that, then the next season is sure. Are you together with me? 
to know your season. We had Jesus when he was 12, he behaved differently. When he was close to 30, he behaved differently. It was when he was close to 30 or about 30 years that he told Mary, that woman, what do I have with you? Are you with me? The force with which he spoke to Mary then is different from the force with which he spoke to her when he was 12. And when he started ministry, when Mary came back, he said, who is my mother, who is my father? Clear off. You understand? He understood his season and he understood how he should behave. We have 12 years. We have pretati. We have when he, when he became savior, his, the way he was talking was different. Yes, you know, you know, I was not on Jesus till he started talking some things. Yeah. They would have killed him early. It was after that he started telling them, um, before Abraham was, I am. You understand? He started making those kind of things because that's his season. If you don't understand your season, you will enter a battle you are not meant to enter. Because sometimes battles are not won by strength, but by timing. Yeah. 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 You to understand which battle is your battle. You don't win battle by strength, or you don't win battle by sometimes even by, you don't, you don't, because you know what is right, you go and say it. It might not be your, it might not be your, your pay grade. You just say it and lose your head. And you find that the angels cannot draw their sword. You say, why? Look at me. They say, oh God. <laughs> Nobody instructed you to do this, you know. You're on your own. You better, when you get to heaven, you report to God. We can't. You get my point now? You have to understand seasons. Jesus had different seasons in life. You don't, have to, you don't have to force a season open. Seasons open automatically. Yeah. Yeah, they open. The seasons open. The seasons open automatically. When you understand, don't, don't look at another person's season. You understand? The Bible says if you do that, you are a fool. Yeah, that's what it means when it says comparing yourself. How do you, how do you, comp- you, you see a man, you, you saw the picture of a man wearing, wearing sweater. And then you feel like wearing sweater. You just saw his picture. Is it? The, the guy is in Canada and they're in winter. You are here. This one is. He said, God, when will you buy me sweater? See that big clothes. I want big clothes too. I want. You would just, you would just die of a pneumonia. What, what are they calling it? I don't even know what they're calling it. You get my point, my friends. It's easy. And it's easy has no, you, see, you see, God and your age have no relationship. God is not looking at your age to open seasons for you. You are. You have to just calm down on your age. Your age is deceiving you many times. I'll tell you the truth. Say you are 38. God knows. Because the question is, when did you start having sense? That's, 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 that's it. It's not, count, it's, not, it's not counting when you didn't have sense. Because if it's counting it, you should be destroyed by now. It's because, it, and it's your, for your people, he chose not to count. He redeemed you and gave you a new birth. And you are still claiming that one. You are still claiming what should have destroyed you. Now, by his mercy, he took you away from it and said, okay, let's start afresh. Go and join believers. You say the people in believers class are small children. What? What are you? What? <laughs> say, how can I join believers class? See, they are teenagers. You, you are not even a teenager yet. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, the mother of Jesus himself, these people that will judge you, the mother of Jesus waited in the upper room to be baptized of the Holy Ghost, Jesus' mom. She was waiting for the promise of her son. Jesus was waiting for the promise of her son. James said, I, James, the, the servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Are you with me, friends? So you just have to understand your seasons and, and, and stay there. Praise God, stay there. Stay there, stay there. When God shows up, hey, you will be glad you stayed there. When God shows up, stay there and obey it. Your season has rules. Your season has rules. Husband and wife, find out what season you are in. When my my wife and I got married, we said, we will never buy in Ashwabi. No, whoever is doing the wedding. You see, it was not just a prophetic decision. It was a financial decision. Say, we can't afford to buy Ashwabi. It was a joint decision. So, we did not buy anyone. I can't remember ever buying anybody's Ashwabi. And I used to hear people want to worry and say, how much I'm going to want you. I said, did they, did they put gun on your head? I don't know. Why are you complaining that somebody's Ashwabi is too expensive? Did they put gun on your head? Did they put gun? I go to any wedding event. You see, because I, I, I'm, I'm coming with my happiness. And I came with my confidence. And I came with everything. And, I've, and, and I don't go for any party to go and eat. It's never, eating in a party has never been my motivation to go for a party. Any party that my absence will not be noticed. My presence is not important. Yeah, so I go because if I don't go, it's trouble. That's my own personal philosophy. So when I'm there, I'm there to help. I'm there to make sure everything goes fine. Do you understand that? Are you still on the same page with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you two things that will happen to you when you are listening to me. One, the first one, your life will work. You just found that there will be oil in your life. It will be working. One. Two, you'll be a king. I have, I have the oil to anoint kings. Yeah. It's, it's my calling. I have the oil to anoint kings. That's my calling. People who listen to me and who follow me turn out to be kings. Yeah. They fly high in, 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 in their field of life. Yeah. Those who don't listen to me and follow me might not fly high. Yeah, might not. Because it's not only me that has the oil. They might, they might meet somebody else who has the oil. But my own is sure. There is a oil in my there is a There is a jar of oil I have. And it's not because I'm great. It's, how I, it's, God, that is, it's God that wants to pour the oil. And he gave me some, some, some keg. <laughs> yeah, he gave me some keg. I tell you the truth. I know my calling. He gave me some keg. I brought some keg to the earth to anoint kings. That's what I do. I anoint kings. The people who listen to me will turn out to be kings. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you are not interested in kingship, you, you, are, you are just wasting your time. You are not, you will still enjoy, but you are not making the best of this, this play. But if you want kingship, you want to express your life in a way where people will say God is in this life. Then, then this is the right place that you are in. But most important other thing is that your life will work. Every area of your life will work. You see, because it is wisdom that works things. Yeah. Anytime you notice that you want to do something and it's not working, especially if it's a, if it's a foreign product and you are using too much force, know that you are not wise. There is a way they did it. There is a screw somewhere. Oyimbo does not do things that uh, you're using a giddy to do. Anytime I'm using force, just stop. There's something I'm meant to press or touch. 
If you touch it, it will work. Yeah, that's ordinary in botoclets of God. You understand? Wisdom is the principal thing. You need to get it. It's principal. This old world is built by wisdom. It means that there is an operating there is an operating system. There is a sense that everything operates by. Are we together, friends? Praise God. So life is in seasons. In Acts chapter 1, how do you prepare for a new day? In Acts chapter 1, a new day had happened because Jesus had just resurrected, right? Yeah, it was a new day. The law had gone. The law had gone. A new time had come. It says that the former account I made, O Theophilus of all just began to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said to them, you have heard of, of me. All right? John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost some few days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Then he, 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 he spoke to them again and said, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put his own authority, but you shall receive power. Are you together with me? Yes, That's what a new season does. A new season helps you to reduce your questions. When you step into a new season, irrelevant questions, you stop asking them. You will just know what doesn't matter again. Anytime you're beginning to have sense, when you, see, when you, get, when you begin to have sense suddenly, it's pointer to a new season has come upon you. Yeah. Special sense. Sense you've not had all your life. Suddenly it just dawned on you. Why have I been wasting my time? A new season has come upon you. You understand what I'm Some of you are laughing. I said, I'll put you. I said, ah. <laughs> A new season. But you see, if you don't respond to it, you can go back to the old season. No? Yeah. Some people have oscillated seasons. They will not. They will go back to the old season. They never enter their new. See, when sudden sense comes upon you, a new season has unlocked. You will just, you will just be aware. It's the voice of Jesus. Just be aware. It says, when are you going to restore? You know, that's the thing they have been asking since day one. That's the plan. When he died, they were shocked. That, ah! So this kingdom, these Romans will still be enjoying this kingdom. He resurrected again. He said, okay, the game plan. So when are you going to restore? You see, in a new season, what you call your vision in life. When you enter a new season, you just find that it's not a vision. Yeah. You understand? Know my, my dream. You've carried that dream since you were in your mother's womb. So the dream, by the time I'm 23, by the time I'm 53, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be the son of Nigeria. I'm going to be the governor of Abelkuta. You know, you have said many things. <laughs> then suddenly, you just know it is nonsense. You know, I saw, one, day I saw, one day I saw one note I wrote, and I saw it in a public place with people. I just quickly squeezed it. <laughs> Because if people have seen it, I've been a disgrace. A new season just opens your eye. What was important to you? 
You that you were thinking of how you will combine and just, you know, finish the world with your combination, red shoe, red bag. That has been your brain. Combine, combine, combine. You are just done. You understand that? You can't even, you are trying, but it can't work again. You just, something just drops. It just dies. When they asked him together, they said, therefore, when they, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom? He said, what did he tell them? It is not for you to know the times of the season with the father's of but you shall. That's, you shall. He was turning their priority. When a new season comes, priority changes. Are you with me? Priority changes. Huh? Can you give me 15 minutes? Yes. Because I'll just enter the message now. What happens when a new season happens, up comes upon you? What I say? Pride changes. Your vision is streamlined. Vision is streamlined. Some of you, you want to be a mechanic, accountant, uh, orphanage owner. You just have many visions. <laughs> when a new season comes upon you, vision is streamlined. Are you with me? You just know. Vision is streamlined. Praise God. Are we together here? One of the things a new season happen, one of the things a new season does to you is that you will have learnt your lessons. See, it takes the in, the introduction of a new season to whenever you are aware that you were foolish, you are in a new season. Yeah. When you just say Kai, and I was foolish, you have entered. A new, you see, it's not easy. You must have stepped into something higher to see your folly. Ah, no, it's not easy to see your folio. It's not easy to see your folly. Before you see your folly, you must be detached from it. It means that you have left it. See your folly. And say, Kai. Kai. You'd have learned your lessons. Praise God. You'd have what? You'd have learned your lessons. You see, because when Jesus first died, all of them went back to their businesses. But when the new season came, he said, tarry in Jerusalem. I said, okay. We should not have gone back to fishing. We should have stayed in the upper room. That's what the new season does to you. You learn your lessons. Just learn your lessons. Are you with me? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You learn your lessons. New season. A new season helps you to learn your lesson. I'm preaching both a message you will need and a message, a prophetic message also. Learn your lessons. When a new season happens, you enforce new wisdom. Yeah. You enforce new wisdom. That this is going on from now. This is the new protocol with which I will do life. Can I preach to you? Yes, Let me tell you some signs of a new season. Let me tell you more signs of a new season. Oh my God, can I preach here? Yes, One of the signs of a new season is that a, a, an, a radical event. Read it. Acts chapter 1. It says that an, an infallible, those 40 days, his resurrection period, he did infallible proofs. When new season end, comes to your life, proofs happen. Yeah. You experience a major miracle. Sometimes it can be, it can be a change of job. Yeah. Some, it can be as simple as it can, be, it can be a change of job. Just one thing will happen. One thing will happen. It's a sign. 
Different signs, but this is one of the signs. So if this one has not happened to you, it doesn't mean you're not in a new season. So don't be, don't be angry. I say, what has happened? Nothing has happened very well. <laughs> a sign. Yeah. It can be one dream comes to pass. One thing comes to pass. It's a new season. Are you with me? I want to get your response. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I told you, you begin to enforce new wisdom. When a new season happens, you have fresh impetus. Yeah, fresh impetus. You want to do something new in a different way. In a different way. You just have desire to do, you just have a desire to be different. When a new season happens, some people will call you, you don't want to pick their calls. Yeah. And they were relevant to your previous season. Yeah. You just don't pick their call. Where you love going, hangouts you love having, you are not interested again. Yeah. Don't force it. Yeah. You are no more there. Yeah. Where you used to go, when they say, let us go, you say, oh, let's go. Suddenly you just don't feel like a new season. You are not proud, you are new. Yes. Yeah. Are we together? Yes. Can I tell you another one? This one is very important. This is this is the main one. A new significant relationship enters into your life. A new two things. Either a new significant relationship enters your life, or you see an old relationship in a new way. Yeah, that's what happens. Check the 12. When this new season happened, they had another apostle that joined them. A new relationship. Something new happens. You step, you step into, a new, into a new community. Or a new man enters your life. A new woman enters your life that fosters and edifies you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you together with me? Because I say to you prophetically, and I'm definite, that you've stepped into a brand new season. I just want to prepare you for it. Acts chapter 2. Quickly, five minutes. I want to show you how to act in your new season. I've told you the, the signs of a new season. How to act. When the day of Pentecost had what? Fully come. Now the instruction is tarry, right? Tarry, that's a new commandment. A new season comes with a new commandment. I told you that. Comes with a new commandment. A new commandment. A new wisdom. You just want to do something different. You just want to be different. Praise God. Hallelujah. You just want to, you are just done and tired. Sometimes something bad happened. Other times nothing bad happened. You just say, whoa, it's enough. Yeah. It's a new season. You just want to be different. A new commandment, a new way of doing things. You just can't do things the former way again. You just can't. You just can't. You just have a new way. A change of heart has happened to you. Yes, Your heart just changes. You're just brand new. You just, I want to be different. Sometimes it's an area of repentance. Other times it's an area of just progress. You just want to be different. So I'm a different person. This is not me. I'm a, I'm a brand new person. A new commandment steps in. And people just know that this guy has changed. Yeah. This guy don't have time again. This girl has changed. Praise God. Hallelujah. New season. Listen, when, when a new season has been pronounced over your life and you stay in your old season, Satan will have you for breakfast. Yeah. Because you, when a new season has been announced, there is no more grace to preserve you in the former season. Your former season is now without grace. And you don't want to do life without grace. When you do life without grace, you would experience shame. Yeah. Yeah.
Did that get into your heart? Yes, sir. in Jerusalem. And they tarried there. They tarried there. And the Bible says, after the day of Pentecost, I what have fully come. This was Peter who could not stay one day in one place. They would have to go and fish. If they were still behaving the way they used to behave, they wouldn't tarry here. You get the point now. But they were able to wait till the day fully came. They could pish, uh, 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 patiently obedient. Are you with me? It's not as you obey God. Obey God patiently. That's how you operate the new season. That when a new season comes, even though you don't see the harvest immediately, don't go back to your previous season. There's a new prophecy that has changed your life, rearranged your life. Don't obey it for two weeks and go back. Praise God. You have to obey God patiently. The Bible says, when their brothers they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there was a sound that came from where? Heaven. Where's that? And they were in one accord. Is it next verse? Hmm? Yeah. When the, they were all with one accord. Are you together with me? That was not who they were before. Are you with me? It was Jesus that made this happen. Don't forget that many times he came, Thomas will not be there. So it means that in this new season, there was a change of heart. Accept the change of heart God is bringing. When a new season comes, God gives you a brand new heart. This is the way we one accord. A change of heart. A change of order. Are you with me? In your previous seasons, there's a way, you will just learn your lesson that there's a way you used to do things. And this is what you would have been able to track. Oh, this is where all my problems came from. Then a change of heart comes. Then a change of order. That change of heart will now give you a new protocol. And says, I'm not going to lead my life by this protocol again. This is the new protocol. Some of you, the challenge, you just notice that, oh, have not really lived the life of submission. You just checked it. When I removed, lost my head here, it was because I didn't submit myself. I lost my two fingers. I lost my distance. I lost my, I lost my nose. Okay. Then you embrace a heart of submission. Then you now have a new protocol. And say, I'm never going to make any major decision in my life until I have conversations with my mentors and my oversight. Then it's a new order. Then you now notice that you don't break your leg again. New system. Then suddenly, a miracle will happen. Are you with me, friends? Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. A change of heart. The second thing, the third thing, that you're meant to do in your new season is that what happens to this? You you are you are concerned about accuracy, accuracy of location. Praise God. Hallelujah. Accuracy of location. Let me rush. Accuracy of location. Bible says when the Pentecost come, they were they were all with one accord in what one place. Accuracy of location. You will make a decision never to, to be in places or to be in relationships that are not accurate. A new season puts a burden of accuracy on you. That's what it does. A burden of what? Accuracy. You just want to be accurate. You don't want to do anything that is not accurate anymore. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout suddenly? suddenly? So when we have obedience, when we have change of heart, when we have, when we have new protocol, when we have accurate location, then what we have is divine activity. Yeah, suddenly. Shout suddenly. I want to preach here. Suddenly. Shout suddenly. suddenly. Shout suddenly. Suddenly. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Ah! This is how life is meant to be lived. What you have tried to force in the flesh, when you understand the oppressions of a new season, it happens suddenly. And it is a sound from heaven. Who will stand when heaven is sounding? At this level, nobody can, there's no disadvantage. Nobody can say they want to deal with you or they want to stop your blessing or stop your miracle because it is not coming from the flesh realm. You are not working it out. You get my point? A lot of us have not enjoyed the life that God works out. What we have been doing is the life we worked out with one light there, one skimming there, one do this there, one do that there. It hasn't been a sudden sound from heaven, but listen, you have stepped into a brand new season and um, you will hear the sound of heaven and it's coming to give you liberation. I said the sound of heaven is bringing you liberation. The sound of heaven is bringing your portion to you. You are about to experience a life Powered by a sound from another realm, a sound from another place, a blessing from another place, an ordination from another place, a prosperity from another realm, relationship from another realm. You are done with forcing things. You are done. You are done. You are done. Because when you force things, men will control you. When you do things in the flesh, men will have power over you. But there is another level. Where you are just in obedience. You are just accurate. God has changed your heart. And then he then supplies a sound for you. He brings a new blessing. Your way a sound from heaven. And it's as a rushing mighty wind. Who dare stops a rushing mighty wind? About to receive a blessing nobody can stop. About to receive a blessing nobody can stop. Because a new season positions you for this. A blessing nobody can stop. I hear that in my spirit. A blessing from heaven. A blessing from heaven. A blessing that nobody can control you. Nobody controls the narrative. Nobody said they did it. It's from the Lord. From the Lord. From the Lord. From the Lord. A blessing that nobody can take praise from. Are you together with me? I said you are stepping into that new season. Maratopaya. Esovarakima. Eshalabalokotomosite. Ilegedebota. Masa. Arakutupayakata. Eletondo. Payatina. Isofrento pilikatuna. Ashiatoba. Ashiatoba. Ilagadambilikatoba. Akatoparanda. Ashiatande. Paika, Paika, Paika. A divine activity, a divine flow happens. A divine flow. A new season releases a new boldness over you. A new boldness. 
have your seat. Have your seat. Give me three minutes. Have your seat. I'll just be done with this and we'll, we'll break bread. Are you receiving this? It's a divine activity. You are, you see, in this new season, you are going to enjoy the blessing of God. I said that. You would enjoy the blessing of God. Comes with a new boldness. This same Peter was able to now stand up. I used to get out with me and began to preach to the people that he ran away from. Gives you a new boldness. You are taking up a new boldness. I'm telling you the truth. You see, when people ask who are you, you will be able to call yourself by what God has called you. You will not be timid again. Did you hear what I just said? I, listen, I just told you that I have a oil to anoint kings. No, not everybody has the boldness to say that. It is it's seasons that I have entered that give me the boldness to say that. Next time when they ask you who are you, you say I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Saying prepare. That, that's John for you. Are you with me? You will be able to call yourself the way God calls you. That's what happens when you're in a new season. In new season, you call yourself by what the Father calls you. You come into fullness of identity. Divine identity. Are you with me? The Bible says, now go back to the scripture we're reading. It came upon them. And the, the, like a rotten mind, like a rushing mighty wind. Are we together now? You know what happens in a new season? When you step into a new season, because a new season brings you to new relationships. Or makes you see old relationships in a new way. And when you step into that, Bible says, and feel and it filled the old house. It means that there is a communal blessing. Yeah. Listen, one of the things we'll be experiencing in this church is community blessing. The blessing that flows round. Yeah. Yeah. It will flow round. A move of the spirit that flows round. Praise God. We have been experiencing it, but we are coming to another frequency of it. Miracle testimonies everywhere. You get what I'm talking about? It's communal blessing. Where if we are accurate, it can bless all of us. And that's what we are doing. We are going to all step in right. In, the, in, the, in this same book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible talks about how and no one lacked anything. That's what happens. When, when, we are, when we are in a new season, everybody is blessed at their level. At their, at, at, at their stage and their state. Somebody say communal blessing. That's what the new season does. It enforces communal blessings. And finally, a new season ensures unprecedented harvest. Unprecedented harvest. The man Peter preached and 5,000 people were saved. Praise God. That was an harvest. Are you, you better hear this one. This is the last blessing I'm releasing over your life. You had better hear me. You see, he didn't have plans for those, those that amount of people. That's unprecedented harvest. That one, the whole of Israel will know that God is doing something. It's not just a personal miracle. It's a miracle that shakes the nation. Yeah. Listen, you are going to be in the center of nation-shaking miracles. You are better believe me. You are better believe me. You are better believe me. I said you are going to have the nation shaking miracle. You should have prepared your faith before coming to this service. You should have. 
Because I'm speaking expressly. I'm speaking expressly. I'm speaking expressly. You are bringing in in a miracle that will be national news. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 5,000 people. I finished preaching. It's the blessing. I finished preaching. 5,000 people were saved. That's an unprecedented miracle. When you have stayed in obedience, you have stayed in accuracy, you have stayed in accuracy, in obedience, you have, you have laid hold on boldness, then I'm telling you why, you shall bring in unprecedented harvest, on national news miracle. The miracles that, that will get an interview. You say it is the doing of the Lord, it's marvelous in our sight. Aratemote Payatis Payatis Ilagatundo Frepas Paradundaya. Can you just take a few minutes and just lock in? Lock in. Aratus. Ground shaking testimonies. Signs and wonders. Testimonies that are a sign and a wonder to the nation. A wonder to your city. A wonder to a, to a whole industry. Wonder, wonder, wonder.
Asiano yeta 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 Asiano yeta Yalaria safade Inani asule baeta Inakule malia tides Inakutuvlushrati Ilinamutili afrani azade be on your feet, everyone. Be on your feet. has been a new day has been commissioned over this local assembly a new day some uh, a new order has been birthed a new glory has been released over this local assembly and over every member of the house. Amen. You have stepped into a brand new spiritual awareness Amen. that will ensure your harvest. Amen. And your harvest is for the glory of the Father. 